What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of Batten and Chatten with your hosts, Brandon Natalie, and your other hosts, Nicholas A. File and Dennis Tui. Fellas, how are you guys doing tonight? I mean, I'm doing great. I'm just chilling out, doing my thing. Yankees won today and yesterday, so I'm chilling, man. First series mm. win since the beginning of the month, man. Uh, definitely a little refreshing, but uh, I can't believe we're already on, uh, we're already on Return of the Jedi for uh, episode six here, Bad and Chatted. <laughs> episode, like six that. episodes in, boys. Flying um, by. Can, can I call that for when we get to The Last Jedi? <laughs> oh, boy. No, no, no Star Wars references for uh, episode eight. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think Star Wars fans can agree out there. But uh, yeah, like Dennis said, Yankees won. I'm having a good night, Brandon. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing good, doing good. Life is good, fam's good. Everybody, you know, doing the podcasting with my boys. Very thankful, you know. Um, I wish the Mets could be doing better, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot to talk about there, but we're not going to try. We're going to dive into a lot, you know. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in terms of you know the Yankees, the Mets, the baseball world, Luis Sarayas, the Reds. They're making some noise. Reds are um, killing it. You know, you know, top prospects, aka Bo Naylor and Henry Davis, finally get the call up to the majors. Michael Harris is a guy that's been on fire after having a cold start to the 2013 season. And we're definitely going to show our love to one of our favorite players, Shohei Ohtani. So, potential Met or Yankee, or probably a Dodger in all, in all reality. And, um, yeah, just uh, definitely a lot to go on. And we will be talking about our votes for the All-Star game this season, uh, this upcoming July. Yeah. Can't wait. It's a loaded day. And I got a strawberry smoothie. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your boys' picks about the All-Star game. That I'm looking very forward to. A lot of good options. A lot of good options this year. A lot of names. Sorry, continue. uh, A lot of names that, uh, you know, back in March and April, I was like, wow. I didn't think I would see you on here. But excited to talk about that with you guys. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Um, So I think let's get the Mets out of the way quick because it's the Mets. You know, I still love him. I gotta say, first off, this is a nice hat. I felt I saw this on Vanatics, and I, I had to get it. I don't know. You just got nice. it recently. What? You just got it recently. Yeah, it's nice, right? Nice. Well, it's about it. I just I, I had to get it. You know, it's crisp. Right there, you go. So that's a good way to start off the Mets topic. Um, Pete Alonso. He came back. He beat that. He literally was the definition of a ten-day IL injured list. Came back within. 11 days. I mean, not 10, but 11. Like, when his timetable was supposed to be, like, three to four weeks. That's, to me, that's insane. Now, I know he had a bone bruise and a left sprain and a sprain in his left wrist. Now, the timetable, you know, like I said, the timetable was, like, three to four months. And now, realistically, when they say four weeks, no, not three to four months. I meant three to four weeks. Yeah. My apologies. The timetable, honestly, say he would come back four weeks. Still would take a week and a half to recover. You know, go to, re- you know, rehab a bit. And then play a couple ex, you know, games down in the minors. Uh, but he beat it, so good for him. Um, yeah. Daniel Vogelback, you know, guys, 
red hot. He was red hot today against the Astros. I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh, I was watching the whole game. I mean, he went off. So I'm I'm curious if he's going to still draw the ire of New York Mets fans after hitting a couple of home runs yesterday, right? Was it? He had three um, RBIs today, three hits today, one run, and five at-bats. I know today yeah. he had today he he had himself a monster game. He was three for five, three RBIs, and um he didn't have a home run today. No. But in terms no, of No, he didn't. I thought he I thought he did and then I yeah. So it was Monday the 19th, he had a home run, and then his first That's game cool. back against St. Louis, the 16th, had a home run. So Right. He's uh hey. Since his return on the sixteenth, he's piling up some numbers, man. Good for him. Yeah, he did have a home, he had a home run and um, on Monday. Yes. Yep. Um. Now, in terms of yesterday, let's see. Yesterday, yesterday he no, it was Canna and Escobar that got the RBIs, the runs driven in. But yeah, I mean, you know, Michelle Walter gave him a week off. Looks like he needed it, and we look at him now. He's playing like you know. Everyone was hoping he would play like when Billy Epler made the trade for him last year in the deadline. So good for him. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of Met fans were calling for his head. You know, don't mean that violently. Obviously, I mean that phrase. Uh, you know, it's exaggeration. But um, you know, people were calling for him to be designated. Luckily, people, you know, the Mets stayed patient, gave him some time off, and he's he's doing good so far. Now, would I vote him to the All Star game? It's a little bit of a fetch. You know, uh, just... yeah. No. Uh, I don't that's, think so. That's crazy. How could you not? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he struggled mightily to begin the season, and hopefully he can keep this hot streak going. I'm sure Brandon will remember, and I'm sure a lot of Met fans will remember, when he first went to the Mets last year, he was red hot. Yeah. And he started very well for you guys. Yeah. So hopefully that he can get some of that action going. But, uh, you know, I, I'm looking right now, and it says the Mets lost 10 to 8 today. Mm-hmm. I watched the game, and again, the bullpen blew it. The bullpen blew it. This was all in the pitching. You score eight runs, you got to win. Yeah, no. Got to win. The Astros have been 19th in weighted runs created plus in the league. This offense has been struggling without Jordan Alvarez. Michael Brantley hasn't played a second this season. Mauricio Dubon, what was he doing last year? You know, Jeremy Pena's had a slow start to the season. No, I'm serious. Like, a lot of these guys, none of these guys aren't household names. Right? Yeah, you have Altuve. Yeah, you have Kyle Tucker. But a lot of the guys that they were relying on haven't really been holding up their end of the deal. And then today, they just absolutely mashed the New York Mets because the the pitching blew it. You know, yeah. McGill, didn't, McGill didn't have a great start by any means. Don't don't get it twisted. He was he had a bad start, quite frankly. Yep. He had how many walks? He walked the whole bar the whole ballpark basically. He had four I walks, can. five hits. Excuse me, four hits, five runs, four walks, two strikeouts. Mm. I mean, that's that's crazy. And yeah. then they bring in Dominic Leone, who gets the loss, four hits, four runs. Two home runs. 
you know, not only did you lose 10, eight, but you went one, two, three, four, five relievers or five pitchers. So, you know, I've, I've made a, a few comments about it every week about the mileage they're putting on some of these guys this early. And that problem's not being solved. Mm, yeah. If it's really going to be their savior who's serving that, that suspension for the tack. Is he going to be their savior when he comes back? It's Drew freaking Smith. Not Lee Smith. I mean, come on. <laughs> or I'm Will sorry, Smith. but come on. You know, like, uh, how much, how much, how and much stuff are you going to put into him? I also think it's worth noting that this was also an Astros team that's been kind of cold in the month of June. I mean, and they were beating up on the Mets like this. I mean, you know, they got the Astros got swept by the Blue Jays. Uh, they lost the Guardian series. They beat the Nationals, or yeah, they beat the Nationals, but that's really nothing to be uh, too proud about. Also, got swept by the Reds on their crazy win streak, and then they kind of just been tooling with the Mets uh, last two games of that series. I mean, granted, the Mets poured eleven runs on them in Game One, but it's a cold Astros team, like you said, Dennis. They're missing some key guys, you know. There's there's still the Astros, but you know they're not the 2017 Astros. They're not the 2022 Astros that we were so used to last year. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of rough for the Mets right now. That's it. That bullpen, yeah, I think melting I, down. I agree. I mean, but like you know, the pitching. I feel like every year with the Mets, it's definitely something that's always an issue. Whether you know there there'll be one year they have the pitching, but then they can't hit. They'll have the hitting but then they can't pitch. It's year after year of constant problems going on, and the Mets just can't seem to find a way to patch all those holes all at once. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. I get it. Then the bullpen is definitely gassed out. They've been, you know, you guys said, Dennis, you said today, they they were used five pitchers, and, you know, how many, you know, I think the Diaz injury definitely hurt them. They just, it just doesn't show. Because, like I said, the startup, like I've said it for a long time, Diaz was supposed to be the closer. Then you had Ottavino or Robertson in the seventh and the eighth, which way or another, you 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 know you, you can name it, or another reliever. Like you know, I don't think Jeff Brigham or Josh Walker or even Tommy Hunter. I, I don't think they would have been used as much. You know, granted, like I said, you can't use David Robertson Ottavino every single night, but that's that was the expectation. So. I think they just need to find a way to manage the workload on them. And it's, you know, it's tough because when your pitchers are going two and one thirds of innings, you know, a game, it's, you're going to have to go to the bullpen. It's, it's, and, you know, McGill, he's been good. I've, I've liked him. Like he, he's, he started off great this year. He's had a lot of inconsistent starts. Um, this day is he'll look good. Like last Friday, he looked good against the Cardinals. And then he got shelled today against the Astros, you know. And they've been red hot, but, you know, people don't forget, you know, people keep forgetting. They went to the World Series last year. But this year, like you guys said, they are missing some key guys. But to me, I think the Astros, like, I mean, the Mets, no matter what, they weren't hitting Jordan. Um, They weren't getting to him. Guys pitching, like, a 227 ERA, the Mets were just not getting to him on on Tuesday. It just wasn't, it just wasn't possible. And if they did, hey, good for them. But, you know. And the guys when won the AL Cy Young last year, and he's in line to win it again this year. You know, and the Mets aren't going to hit him. So I give them credit. I would have loved if they would have pulled two out of three. It just didn't happen. You know, they just, I don't know. The Mets just need to find ways to win games. And until they do that, a lot of people are going to be questioning this team. 
A lot of people saying now they, they you know, I saw a report today, forgot where, but they they brought up something by uh, Joel Sherman of the New York Post, I believe it's New York Post, and they were saying that the Mets was kind of stuck in the middle. You know, do they sell or but or you know they don't really have the farm system to you know they were saying they might not have really the farm system necessary, but I don't know it's. I'm not giving up on the Mets yet, but this is this is not good. They haven't really been taking the series, the series that you know, taking one, either getting swept or taking one out of three, heck, one out of four. I don't know. This is just I don't know. That's all I gotta say. And at least I'm not throwing my phone like I'm Frank the Tank. But that's just, that's just my honest reaction from the Mets. Um, what do you guys think? Look. You had brought it up the Edwin Diaz injury, and I, I've said it every single week now. I, I sound like a broken record. If your entire season was going to come down to a closer, you were never close to begin with. Mm-hmm. That's just how I look at it. You know, I remember last year Mark DeRosa said on MLB Network uh, after Matt Carpenter got hurt for the Yankees, he said, "If your season was going to come down to Matt Carpenter, you were never. You're not. You're not going to be close to winning a championship." And that's right. ultimately what happened. And I feel the same way. I mean, it's a closer. How many closers have been good closers on bad teams? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. you know, like, it's just like, it's such an important position, but it's also not really important because it depends on so many different variables. Exactly. Like, and, if, and, if, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. If you're a great team, you shouldn't have to be in so many safe situations. Like, game in game out like it's a big blow don't get me wrong like it it is a big blow but it's not championship or not type big blow like yeah i i see what you're saying totally dennis i agree you know i mean look the the mets roster man you know when healthy pete alonzo francisco lindor starlin Marte. i mean on paper it looks great on paper it's great and yeah the bullpen like we said you know it's taxed already these guys are older blowing games i mean you know like like we just said the mets just put up what eight runs on the astros like gotta win that that's that's all that's all on the pitching right there i mean the offense did their part but it's it's just a really disappointing team this season that's for sure and they don't have that innings eater they they don't have that guy that could go seven innings or you know eight innings God forbid with this team, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, and so let's try and solve the problem. Do they get a Michael Lorenzen at the deadline from Detroit or his rotation mate, Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, like there's, there's guys out there they can get last week. We were talking about Marcus Stroman should probably be available Yep. or, you know, maybe Drew Smiley or some of these other guys on teams that are kind of rudderless and trying to Did get I just him, hear what I thought you heard? Hold on, I know, I know exactly what you're thinking. I'm not saying Marcus Stroman is going to go back to the Mets. That's the last thing that's going to happen. But <laughs> there's going to be guys that are available, and I think they need to take a long look at it. Just because, like, David Robertson's not bad. Adam Adovino, yeah. I don't think is bad. The problem is if you keep going to these guys this early, it, it becomes a problem later on in the season, and. It's basically it's it's one of the oldest problems in baseball. An overtaxed pitching staff. 
Yeah. I mean, you can go back. You can pick a year, and you can find a team. So, I, I don't know. I'm very interested to see how it's going to play out. I think a lot of you know the lineup was getting a lot of flack for a long time, and I said it last week. I don't think it was the lineup. I really don't. This team's got to pitch better. Simple as that. It's a lot simpler said than done, but that's that's the crux of the problem. Got to pitch better. And I know people have killed Buck over some of his bullpen decisions, but what's he going to do? I mean, like these guys, they're, they're constantly put in no-win situations just because they got to get to them early. You know, I mean – the best thing that could happen to the Mets right now is a complete game from one of their pitchers. Win, lose, or draw, a complete game. Just yeah, because I mean, you need to you need to reshuffle the deck. You gotta. So for the millionth time, Daniel Bard to the New York Mets, make it happen. I would love that decision for them. I would love that decision for the Mets. We, we gotta start hashtagging that and then just hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Daniel Bard to the Mets. Yeah. I mean it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. It just makes too much sense. Right. Well, all right. I think that, that basically, um, yeah, the Cubs and the Mets right there. Now shift over to the New York Yankees, the other team on the other the uh, other side of New York City, over in the Bronx, and everywhere else, even in Boston, because that's where they just were. <laughs> now they're back yeah. home for a series against the Seattle Mariners, and now the Texas Rangers, which I might be going to the game Sunday. Honestly, um, hopefully the weather uh, is on your side because I'm supposed to be going Saturday, but uh, according to this forecast, whoa boy, might have to pack a poncho and an umbrella. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Yankees got swept by the Red Sox. I mean, pretty uh, easy to forget right there. That was uh, just depressing to watch. Uh, That's all I got to say about that. I'll start crying if I dive more mm-hmm. deep into that but onto the bigger and better things yes the yankees are uh definitely looking better as of now versus seattle um but carlos wrote on um looking pretty solid in his rehab uh starts i gotta say i mean if the version of Rodon i think we're gonna get comes through could be a huge difference maker not that pitching was necessarily the biggest problem with this team. But, yeah, I mean, look, after that sweep by Boston, I think it's only up from here at this point when it comes to my depression from uh, the past few <laughs> games. But I think it's, it's only up from here. So, mm. uh, Garrett Cole just had a gem for Seattle. I mean, I think that might have put a spark under the Yankees' butts. Harrison Bader's back. That guy is a total spark. Wherever, early in the season, we saw it when he came back. It's back again. Yankees look a little bit more alive. Rizzo's heating up again. I think we're uh, trending in the right direction. Okay, okay. Dennis, what do you guys say? This Mariner series is definitely a get-right series. They have to close it out tomorrow. They have to sweep for yeah. a few reasons. One, you just got swept by Boston. They're gaining on you in the standings. It's, you know, the gap – between them and the other teams in the NL East is not wide. They're third, but even the gap around the wild card is narrowing in. Season ended today. They would be in the playoffs, but still they're only a few games ahead of the Angels. They're half game ahead of the Angels and a few ahead of the Blue Jays. And um, 
the Red Sox. So you you got to get the sweep, especially Garrett Cole pitched great game one. They got to Luis Castillo early today, yeah. who's been the thorn in their side the uh, since he's gone to Seattle, really. Yep. And um, he beat them, what, three times last year? Didn't he? Yes, something like something that. Like that. Yes, yes. So you get to him, or maybe it was three times total, one with the Reds, whatever. He beat them a bunch. Every time he's seen them, he's destroyed them. So you get to him early, you beat him. You win tonight, four to two. Um, Johnny Brito had a great game. And, yeah. you know, just, just a solid game. And game two, a solid game in game one. Now is when you got to get the momentum, man. Yeah. You know, we've been saying without Judge, this team isn't isn't really that good. Billy McKinney stepped up today. Jake Bowers stepped up. These guys Both are trying. Both Volpe hit a bomb had a, a shot. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Now, if someone's got to step up here, and it's really been, I like to call them the killer bees. I mean, <laughs> Bowers and uh, Billy McKinney, man. Those two, um, I saw a, uh, a graphic. It was all the Yankees' like uh, hidden stats since the Judge injury, and those two, when it comes to OPS and uh, bad average, Bowers and McKinney, man, those two have been the best overall Yankees hitters the last couple of weeks. And I mean, you know, they're keeping us in it. And I mean, that uh, that AL wild card race, man, it is no joke. And like. You know, like you said, Houston, Angels, Blue Jays, Boston, all right there. The team reverser right now, Seattle. They're only four and a half out. You know, if they get hot, they're right in the mix too. So it's a long season, yes, but I think for the Yankees' sake, every game counts right now. You got to win every single game, even if you want a chance at the division. But right now I'm just focused on wild card. Just get a nice spot in the wild card first, then we'll talk division. But, yeah, I mean – like, like I said, I think we're trending in the right direction as of right now, and I agree 110%, Dennis. We got a sweep. We got to make a statement here, build off the sweep against Seattle, just get healthy, and that's it. Mm. Well yeah. said by you guys. And the thing is, we don't know when Judge is coming back. We, we, we don't have a timeable yet. There's no timeable? So, I mean, I know he just didn't he get another yeah, injection. Yeah, yes. but even so, I, I didn't see a definitive date. Of yeah, no, there's nothing. Return. So was it gotta... really that hard of a hit? The hit that he took uh, by the wall in Dodgers Stadium? He I broke saw. his toe, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't it a, the yeah. clean break? Yeah. So That'll, that'll do it. <laughs> that would do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah hopefully he recovers well, and uh, we shall see. But like, like you guys said, I mean – if you rely, if the Yankees relied on Aaron Judge for just just on him, then they weren't that close. Like you guys said, they weren't that close. But because I, I, know you I agree, hundred ten percent. You can't rely. on – Look, last I checked, there's three outfielders, mm-hmm. five infielders, including a catcher, pitcher, bullpen, whole pitching yeah. staff. If you know, doesn't need hitter, whatever. If you're banking on one guy, then you know, this was Mike Trout's thing for. His whole career, pretty much. If you're banking on one guy on your team to lead you to a championship or World Series, whatever, just forget about it. You weren't, you weren't that good. Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. You know, like, New York, forget about it. And I know he's been heating up lately, but you know, like Rizzo, 
Then, you know, Stan, who's been, you know, a little bit on the colder side lately, but Rizzo, Stan, DJ, Donaldson, Volpe, I know he had a bomb today. These guys got to step up. That's that's the end take right there. You know, these are proving guys for, for most of the part. These guys step up. DJ in particular. DJ in particular. He hasn't really he had a hot stretch this year like Stanton did way in the beginning of the season and Rizzo had this year. The thing that makes DJ so dangerous is he's usually a high batting average guy. So it's not just that he's a second baseman that hits 290. He's a third baseman, a first baseman, a DH, and a pinch hitter. And he's shown that he could be a, a legit pinch hitter, which is not which is a, skill, a separate skill that hits 290 or 310. So when you have that going and a great top-of-the-order guy, I mean, that's dangerous. Yep. You know, so – and that could set up a judge or a stand or some of these other guys to get, you know, to bring him in. Obviously, not judge at the moment, but you get what I mean. Right. He yeah. needs to play well. Yeah. He needs to play better offensively. Defensively, yeah, we know he's one of the best defenders in the league, but he's got to step it up on the other end. It's just, it's got to happen at this point. Yeah. Like 2019, 2020 LeMayu, man, that oh, guy was God. just a, a force to be reckoned with. You know, he got on base. Got in all those runs because of Judge and Stan. You know, we need him. That's what made that and team then, dominant back then. Yeah. And I, I know Volpe had a home run today. Good for him. But, you know, if he can, like we say, you know, the Yankees keep sticking with him. He gets that average and on base percentage up, lowers his K rate. We got speed on the top of the line, possibly too. Swipes some bags and a great stolen bases year in Major League Baseball. I mean, we get that tandem going. Could be great. I mean, these. Just got to improve, step up. That's it. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so I think that's basically it for the Yankees. Anything else before we move on? Speak now, forever hold your peace. I uh, think with the way stolen bases are this season, I think the Yankees should try to move to a more um, – trying to think of – produce manufacturing runs rather than just hitting home runs. Uh, oh, agreed. Getting, getting, getting good at bats – Stealing bags, putting the pressure on the other team. I wouldn't mind. I know they've been leading Bowers off a lot. I wouldn't mind leading Bader off. He's yeah. shown since they acquired him last year that he's a good leadoff hitter that has that potential. I wouldn't mind that speed on the base paths makes you know teams a little nervous going up against somebody like Bowers or McKinney or some of these other dudes that could try to knock him in. Because now, mm. not only do you have Bader, you got to worry about. You also have Volpe, you got to worry about. Yeah. The base paths. So a little hit and run, maybe some sack bunts. Yeah. You know, old small school. ball, old small. school. Good old small ball wins games, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. But one right. quick thing I did want to add though is that I figured it should be talked about because Yankees news. Willie Calhoun is probably going to the injured list. I just read. And uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, my boy who tossed me the ball at City Field, getting called back up after getting called back down. But uh, <laughs> that was quick. Cabrera, yeah, Cabrera's coming back. And then some bad news, too. Uh, apparently, Oswald Peraza, Yankees' uh, top prospect, he's hurt while in AAA. So I know a lot of fans are talking about Brian Huma, the uh, designate for assignment, uh, Donaldson, but I don't know what his injury is yet. So. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Hmm. Designating 
Donaldson for assignment is something I could get behind. I can yeah. That. I mean, he's rough. He's just rough to watch. Hmm. <clears throat> poor guy. All right. Now, uh, um, that kind of money, he ain't poor, buddy. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, now around the major league. Um, David Freeze, this is something I saw that was pretty interesting. He has projected the Cardinals' offer to be introduced into the, you know, the Cardinals Hall of Fame, citing that um, a lack of worthiness and that it would be disrespectful to the other members. So I guess he thought he just didn't have enough years locked in as a Cardinal to be considered part, you know, part of that on the Hall of Fame. Uh, what do you guys make out of that? Do you feel like David Freeze is being over dramatic with it, or do you feel like he made the right call as um, from from his perspective? He's, in my personal opinion, I mean, he probably has. I mean, it, it's a pretty storied franchise. He probably has like the greatest moment in their World Series history and or greatest series. I mean, watching that back in like 2011 was nuts. Like. You know, when right. I think Cardinals, I always do think of Pujols, Yachty, Wayno, you know, these guys. I can't lie. David Freese definitely pops in my head along those lines, too. I don't I don't think he's being overdramatic. He is being very humble. And I, I get what he's saying. You know, he's not Yachty. He's not Pujols. You know, he's nowhere near that caliber player. But I think just that World Series alone – and like what he did for that franchise, it might be a little much, you know, put him into the Hall of Fame. I can see the argument for both sides. I feel like if a team thinks you're that worthy enough, you know, and you're etched in a big part of that history, I think you're worthy at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, I do think he has earned it. I don't think, you know, but I, I get what he's saying, though. I know he's not, he's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have 700 home runs like Pujols. He doesn't have all those gold gloves like Yachty. I get it. He's not Stan Musial. But, I mean, look, the team offers it to you. You made that history. You are in that yeah. history. It's, it's like your name being written on the Stanley Cup or something. You're part of that history, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's crazy for the Cardinals to do it. But I get his reasoning for saying it. Right. Dennis, your take? Like, I'm just going to come out and say it. He won them that 2011 World Series. Yeah, down to the final Objectively strike. Objectively did. Final, yeah. Forget that. I mean, he batted 545 in the NLCS against Milwaukee with an OPS of 1.691. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. He was the MVP. He was the MVP in both the NLCS and the World Series that year. If I'm not mistaken, he had the most – at that time, he had the most total bases – to that point for anybody to in the playoffs like ever he had a really good run but I think it's more of a philosophical question about how we view sports which is not what makes a hall of famer for your sport but what makes a hall of famer for your team right I remember when this was brought up when Paul O'Neill was getting his jersey retired by the New York Yankees people were like yeah, he did so much for the team. He should get his number retired. And other people are like, bro, he's Paul O'Neill. <laughs> like he was, he was, he was a, a leader. He was the warrior. Everybody loved him. 
He was the first like free agent signing that turned the Yankees around, or actually the first trade rather that turned the Yankees around into the nineties dynasty. So important in Yankees lore, but at the same time too, like he's not, he's not Willie Randolph or some of these other guys, you know? And at that time, I remember thinking about it. Now it's kind of the same kind of question resurfaced with David freeze, which is, what makes somebody a team like Hall of Famer for your team? Yeah. If the Here's how I look at it. If you're the best, there's only so many players that ever have the luck, the skill, all those things that factor into winning a championship. There's so few of those guys in the grand scheme of things. To be the best player on a championship winning team, I... I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay mm. with it. But at the same time, too, it was a fan vote. That's important. It was a fan vote. So, does it come from the team or just from the fans? You entertain the fans. So, I think that almost has more credence to it. I digress. But he's, he grew up a Cardinals fan. If he doesn't think he's good enough, if he doesn't think he's a Stan Musial or a a Bruce Suter or a Keith Hernandez or some of those other guys that have accomplished so much for the second most historically accomplished franchise in the sport behind the Yankees go Yanks. Um, (laughs) Then I get it. Like it's his decision to make, not mine. So some people that are saying like, you know, Oh, he should or, or whatnot. I understand that. But at the same time too, it's, it's also like, I get it. I get it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you always hear the actors that were, that played the superheroes and they okay. say they want to leave because they want to be known for more doing more than playing that superhero. It's kind of like that. I, I think, I think he wanted to be known more for just that 2011 world series. And I think he wishes he was a better player all the rat and he was not a bad player by any means. No, he was an he above average player, no. he was an above average hitter almost every year of his career. He was really good. Yeah. So a solid, consistent player. Only one all star. You know, like I get it. I get it if that he's not in. And I also get him being asked, but I think it's more interesting of what makes somebody a team Hall of Famer. And I, I think, you know, your contribution to your team. Yeah. I think, I guess by my criteria, then I suppose he would be. But, um, you know, even just for the the regular Hall of Fame, I prioritize winning. I don't know when people stopped caring about that to go the other way. You know, like, at the end of the day, everybody that set foot on a ball field of any kind, of any sport, did so with the intent to win. And I just, I respect the people that did it better than anybody else. And he was a winner. He made his team win. I mean, he dragged them, he, he dragged them out of being eliminated in the World Series and won. You know, yeah. like that triple turned the whole series around. Then that homer, and of course the iconic "We will see you tomorrow night" by Joe Buck, and then they win in Game Seven. I mean, you don't get man, better than that. That was a crazy series, and I remember no. wanting Texas to win. I, 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 was, I, was, I was rooting for Texas too because as I as much as I hate to say it, big Josh Hamilton guy back in the day, but man, that guy just failed me over and over again. 
But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, nah, I definitely agree, Dennis. Because like, there's definitely levels to it, man. It's like, you know, you got, you know, a high school like or like your town, your local town hall of fame, where like even if you just make it to the league, you play one game, you're going to the hall of fame, your local town, like it's insane, you know. And I think Freeze. He, he lands right there for me personally for Team Hall of Fame. You know, he's obviously not going to Cooperstown. But, like, for Team Hall of Fame, I, I think he de- deserves a spot. But he has every right to be like, hey, you know, I don't think I was like that for you guys. So, right. I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. And uh, good for him for even getting um, an offer, an invitation for it. I mean, it is deserved in my opinion. But – yeah, it's just kind of uh, an interesting topic for sure. Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, good for David Freeze. I think he just gains more respect from the people in the baseball world. I mean, yeah, that he did make. I see why he got he got voted in. Obviously, when you get it from the fans' perspective too, that that says a lot too. Not just from the organization, but you know, from the fans. You know that I remember that World Series that you know two thousand eleven. I remember that weekend when it was Game Six, Game Seven. I believe the night they won, like um, when it was our sixth grade dance. Do you remember those dances, Dennis? I do. I do. I didn't go to any of them in middle school except our last dance in eighth grade. Really? Wow. I had no interest. It was a middle school dance. Yeah, that's true. Then we run out there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. who needs to go to a middle school dance? Let's make a night out of it. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah but i remember that night i just remember just being that i just remember being in middle school and just remember that that series i remember the night before it was all over espn it was all over sports networks everywhere how david free saved you know the, the the night for the cardinals like you know um he saved the world series and they sing and they won it all for that it's like when you look at when uh bill buckner missed the ball for the for the red sox and the mets Miraculously won Game Six in '86, and then they ended up winning the Game Seven, making them World Series champions. It makes me think of that, you know, just the the way it was a miracle of you know all miracles, and you know, um, I see why he got voted in, but I also see why he doesn't want to get in. I respect it, you know. Like I said, I think it just it makes me gain more respect for him because, like, you know, sure he could have honestly he could have went in the Hall of Fame. You know, I see why he would have got voted in. He was a part of Cardinals history, and he helped that team win the World Series. And he was a good player. I do remember him playing for at the league, whether it's for the Cardinals, whether it's with the Pirates. But um, you know, I just all I gotta say, I got nothing for respect for Freeze because you know, Pete feels like he's not. You know, like if he's not worthy of being in something, like he's he'll he'll say no to it. So I give him credit for that. And um, so yeah. Now, Lance Lynn, the sixteen came sixteen K game, but he still lost. Tell me about that. This is what happens when your offense just sucks. And that's what the White Sox have been all season long. They just can't get out of their own way. They've been bad all year. And the crazy thing is they can still win their division because that team is such that division is such a joke. That division now, is horrible. It's terrible. I mean, I think the last place Red Sox in the American League East would be in first place in the AL Central. 
that alone just goes to show be, how bad. The Mets would be in first place right now. Yeah, it's 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 kind of pathetic, honestly. The NL Central uh, isn't much better. No. The Reds literally crawled out of the grave that they were in. <laughs> They're now in first place. The Ellie really De La Cruz uh, yeah. effect, man. Crazy. And they got Votto mm. back. Dude. So they got Votto back, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, team for a long time. Much. Like 16 Sorry, yeah. seasons? Yeah. Votto's been, been around, man. He's 39 years old now. Dude's a freaking walk machine. He's sick, dude. But, uh, you know, he's a fan favorite, obviously. He's a franchise player. Having him back in this win streak. I think everything's just going right for the Reds right now. Andrew Abbott, I believe his name is, that pitching prospect. He had a great game today, too. He pitched 10, 10 Ks today. I think like two or three earned runs. Something are, like we just, that. are we just going to skip the White Sox and leave it as the – The just, White Sox is bad. Lance Lynn, 16, <laughs> 16 Ks. Congratulations, Rand. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Well, so really, it's like the White Sox. They're just bad. I think 17 everyone knows strikeouts that. is hard to get to. And I just saw scrolling on the Chiron on the um, MLB Network – that Tim Anderson missed today with a shoulder injury. Yeah, that team's just pathetic. And he's been it, bad too. He's my probably my favorite player in the league, aside from Judge. And he's yeah, just been- I, I love Timmy A. I have him in my dynasty again. It's been rough. It's been rough. I well, I'm rooting for him so bad. Hope he gets healthy. Gotta cut but, him out, man. Yeah, I just I I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a Marlins hat today, but I, I actually just traded Alcantara earlier this evening. Funny enough, I, I almost traded for Alcantara today, but Really? Yeah, I almost traded for him to but it's getting grim. Yeah. Got you, got you. All right, all right, all right. The Giants, Marlins, Phillies, and the Reds are red hot as the Reds are coming for the NL Central Crown. Now the Reds right now are riding on an eleven game win streak today. And I believe they broke the streak. I believe it's a fr- it's a franchise record that they broke of win- winning streaks. They tied it earlier today with eleven for the first time since the 1957 Red Stockings. Wow, Do you guys know really? what their main player was? Do you guys know what their best player was? On, in 1957? 1957. Oh. All right, uh, I'll go give, give me a good, good hit. Frank Robinson? Correct. 21-year-old really? Frank Robinson, 6.9 wins above replacement. Dessa had uh, Ted Klazewski, but he, he was hurt. He only played 69 games that year. Boom! Memorized all of that. Read their wow. baseball reference earlier today. Thank Frank you, Robinson. I think he had like what, like thirty-eight home runs his rookie season or something dude, like that. He was a beast, monster. Like, he does not get enough discussion of like arguably. Like, oh, the dude, he, he's one of the goats, man. Oh my goats. god! Did they, they traded him prematurely because they thought he was going to decline? He went to it's Baltimore. Horrible. He's like, oh, I'm just going to win a couple of rings. And then he, he won MVP right when he got traded, right? Like Baltimore. I know he was on the Baltimore team that um that lost against the Mets. I know he was on that yeah. team. You know who else was on that team? Brooks Robinson. Uh Davy Johnson. Oh. Pre-steroid Davy Johnson, huh? <laughs> the manager of the Mets in the eighty six World Series, Davy Johnson. Yeah. That Davy Johnson. Wow. Uh, so now last time the Jets won a Super Bowl too, Brandon. This fall, baby. Hopefully this fall. That's uh definitely <laughs> something it's definitely a topic I would love to talk about in the future, yeah. even if it's not baseball. Yeah. But hopefully but, uh, in the future this summer. Um you better be coming on, 
Oh, Before we get into that, you better be coming with me to a jet game this summer. This, oh, this yeah, summer. yeah, bro, for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely. I know. Um, now Dodgers fall to third place. That's in, that's interesting. A lot of teams have been slumping lately. Like a lot of teams have just been disappointment after disappointment. You got the Padres, then now the Dodgers, the Mets. That's that's no secret. Um. Even the Yankees, there's a lot of these teams right now. And what's going on? What's going on with the Dodgers right now? I feel like the Dodgers have been having a lot going on with Mookie Betts, um, and then Kershaw. I think. I mean, I think the Dodgers are kind of just. I really don't follow the Dodgers like that, so I don't know if, what they're really going through. Um, you know, talent wise or performance wise, but I think they're just like. This is my opinion. I think they're kind of just like victims of just the red hot San Francisco Giants and the D-backs right now cuz i mean they are 40 and 33 only 4 games out of the division and it's the Dodgers i mean come on but they've been a little colder lately um i know Kershaw just pitched a great game so are they dealing with injuries right now isn't uh Urias out still Dustin uh, May is out Dustin May yeah so they i think in, i think injuries are maybe playing a little bit part into that might be it for the Dodgers. Um, I totally disagree with that. They have had their worst pitching season since 1958, their first year in Los Angeles. Wow. That's they, their pitching has been so bad this season in comparison to how they usually are. That, um, I mean, which is still crazy because their team ERA is only. Come on, help me out here. 4.6. <laughs> So, I mean, that's not even that bad, but they're just – I mean, they just – that's the problem. Every five days you have Clayton Kershaw just pitch a gem for them, and the other four days you're just holding your breath. And right now they are ahead of the the Angels, one nothing, uh, going into the top of the ninth. It's a commercial break, so I kind of lost my place there. But, um, look, that's that's the problem. Clayton Kershaw is a 2.8 war. Dustin May had a 1.9. He hasn't pitched for them in like a month. He might be out for the year at this point. A lot of injuries. I haven't heard anything other than setbacks. uh, Tony Gonsolin hasn't been as good as he was last year. Shelby Miller has kind of cooled off. Offensively, this team is getting it done. Will Smith is one of the best offensive catchers in the league, if not the best. Freddie Freeman. Come on, he's Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Max Muncy's having a good year. James Outman started the year off red hot. I think he's cooled off quite a bit. Yeah, he's cooled down tremendously. Serviceable. J.D. Martinez having a very good season. His first with the Dodgers was with the Red Sox forever. Mookie Betts having a a great season. Jason Hayward, I guess they have the fountain of youth over there in Chavez Ravine. (laughs) He's having a good season. Only 33 years old, which is insane. I I thought he was like 38. But, uh, yeah. you know, Trace Thompson is hurt, who, uh, I mean, was great in the WBC, but hasn't done much in the regular season. And then you look at the pitching. 7.16 ERA for Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, he was horrible. Or he got hurt. Julio Arias, 4.39 ERA, not having one of his best seasons. Tony Gonzalez, he's actually better than I thought, 2.92 ERA. Uh, Michael Grove, he started off really good for them. Then he 
he had that one game against the Yankees, and since then he's just been a mess. He's got an eight point one zero ERA. Their bullpen isn't getting anything done. Yancy Almonte six point three zero ERA. Phil Bigford is on the fifteen day um, IL, but in twenty three games seven point three three ERA. In twenty two games, Alex Vesia uh, eight ERA. In 14 games, 4.41 for Justin Brooks. I mean, these are guys that are getting legit minutes that are just not playing well. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the problem is, you, you know, you're getting Gonsolin and Kershaw having good moments. Then you got to go these bullpen days, and they, they just keep getting rocked. Today, they're, they've managed to get through it. They're they're ahead of the Angels one nothing in the top of the ninth. And um I mean they might beat Otani tonight. So yeah. that's big for them, but it's kind of slipping away from them. And they're another team. Like earlier I was talking about the Mets maybe interested in getting Eduardo Rodriguez or Michael Lorenzen or some of these other dudes, Stroman. The Dodgers have to consider it. I think at this point, if your savior is gonna be Noah Syndergaard, I mean, dude, I love Thor. I thought he was awesome when he was with the Mets when he first started, but that the whole back of his trading card might as well just be an insurance claim. He gets hurt so much. So I I don't know. Where's it coming from? Dustin May, injury prone. Julio Arias, history will say he's good, but before he got hurt, he, he was kind of struggling the season. He was average. And average for him is, is bad, which is crazy. But yeah. yeah. Oh. But uh two nothing. Two nothing there we go. Miguel Vargas. There we go. Wow. But uh yeah, I think they're definitely hurting without Dustin May and Urias. But you now Bobby Miller, like I said a few episodes ago, I love that kid. I hope he keeps stepping up. I mean, he's been pretty solid to begin his early MLB career. But I think they're going to be one of those teams that definitely makes a splash or a starting pitcher. I mean, that team, most of the time, they just uh, – they turn starting pitching into – they make it elite. It's insane how well the starting pitchers usually fan out in L.A. I was surprised how bad Noah Syndergaard has been this year. The seven plus ERA, but hey, I mean, he's kind of just been on the downturn pretty much these last few years. But I mean, it's a long season. We'll see what happens with the Dodgers. San Fran is super hot. Dimebacks looking like a legit threat, looking like a legit contender. It's going to be interesting this deadline. I think the Dodgers, they're definitely going to make a move for sure for starting pitcher. They got to with that offense. Buddy, what do you think? All righty. Um, I think we lost him there. Is it frozen? <laughs> yeah. Thank for that. Got a caller. I think that does it for the uh, Dodger talk, buddy. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to the Dodger talk? Um, nope. I say let's move on to the next topic. Um, 
You know, we talked about the Astros slipping in the standings. Uh, what about the Angels quick? What about the Lakers? Um, you got to go. You, you said the Angels? Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. How, yeah. as, good, as good as they are, as bad as they are, I'll believe it. They're it's... a team – I can't make a decision about them until the last week of the season. Too much yeah. talent on that roster between two guys. Everybody else. It's 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 hard to get excited about them. Let's just say that. It's hard to because they've just let me down so many years in a row because I love Trout. Like, when it comes to non-Yankees, I love Trout. I love Otani. Like, God, the MLB fandom, the MLB world, needs to see these two in the playoffs, especially Trout again. I mean, he's not getting any younger. But, uh, I mean, Reed Detmere is that young lefty kid, the guy. He's been pretty solid lately. Maybe they might have found something with him. Um, but, I mean, look at the standings right now. I mean, let's go to the AL real quick here. Um, yeah, I mean, look, five. They're, they're, they're tied with Houston. They're tied with Houston. I know Houston's been a little cold. You know, the Rangers' offense is out of this world. But, yeah, Dennis, I got to agree. I mean, like, will, will we see the Angels doing this in August? I mean, it, it's it's just tough to get excited. It's tough to get your hopes up about this team because you want to see both Trout and Otani in the playoffs so bad. But it's just like they just fall apart always. So, I mean, it will definitely be great if they can stay in the race, give Houston some problems, same with the Rangers. We just got to see what happens. Sounds like a Ohtani, good thought. Otani's out of this world, though, man. This guy impresses me more and more every day. It's insane. Sounds like a good uh, Post Malone song, Fall Apart. Yeah, great song. Uh, that's good. That's good. Now, uh, top catcher prospects, Bo Nally of the Cleveland Guardians and Henry Davis for the Pittsburgh Pirates get the call up to the major leagues. Now, I'm going to say congratulations to them. Now, what can you guys say about both of these prospects that they both bring to the both ball clubs? Um, Bo Naylor's on the Guardians, right? Yeah, yes. with his brother. With his brother, I was about to say, good for them. That's awesome, man. Brothers on the same team, that's cool. I've yeah. got a brother. That's a that's a good. That yeah. would have been a dream of mine as a kid. It, it's funny you bring that up. I just saw a video. I think it was his first career hit, and uh, Josh Naylor was uh, going nuts on the bench. And you know, like, look. You had that stupid rock the baby thing against the Yankees, whatever, last year. I know he left the bad taste in the Yankees fans' mouth. But uh, I loved it. I mean, for baseball, look, he's hyped for his brother, man. You you cannot dislike that. And Bo Naylor, I mean, look, he he's had some pretty good numbers in the minors. Um, I think he's an offensive-minded catcher. You know, I, I'm all for the offensive-minded catchers in the league. It's been kind of dry as – last uh couple of years or whatever it has gotten a little bit better but it's just good for baseball it's good to see and henry davis i love i mean i think this kid's gonna be the real deal could be a, a cornerstone for pittsburgh you know with o'neill cruz cabrian hayes brian reynolds i, li- I like what pittsburgh's got brewing up there they could be a threat for the next couple of years they started off the season first place in the National League Central for a reason, man. They got players. They got dudes. They got dudes in there. McCutcheon? McCutcheon? It's kind of like what I just said with Votto. You know, you have a franchise guy back on a magical team. It's just great to see. 
adds more to the chemistry. You know, it gives, you know, these older guys life back in McCutcheon and Votto. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they got, they got a nice young team. They have fun out there and you know, they're getting, they're getting at bats. Nobody's expecting them to win the world series this year. Nobody, but you're getting at bats. You're getting, you know, that experience and that's, that's something to build upon moving forward. You know, that's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And as for Bo Naylor, I remember he was on the postseason roster for the Cleveland Guardians, but I don't think he got any at-bats, maybe a pinch hit, but nothing. So uh, I'm glad he's doing well. And you had talked about the whole, you know, Josh Naylor rock the baby thing. I guess maybe I'm the only Yankee fan who'll say it. Not only did I not have any issues with that, I loved it. I love Josh Naylor. <laughs> I love his energy. I, I love that he, like, I just love that he—he's—he's he's just a big boy that just plays with so much energy. Reminds me of yeah. myself. Reminds nah, he definitely—he definitely adds character to the game, which is great. I—I—I <laughs> I, I just love that more when Glaber Torres did it when uh, the Yankees. Uh, Yo, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, yeah. come on, you—you you, you can't, you can't, you can't dish if you can't take. Dude, you know what I mean? I'm, so, I'm just sick of the whole. This is a side rant. It won't be long. I'm sick of the whole stone-faced yeah, baseball. Like players are. Yeah, I think we just got to go out there and keep doing what we're doing. Have fun, man. Have fun. And I like that. I, I, that's what I like about Naylor. So. Mm, good for you guys. Good I'm for right. you guys. Good for them. Now, this is something that's kind of crazy. This is definitely not something you expect on Father's Day. Uh, Braves infielder Charlie Cleverson was designated for assignment on Father's Day when his father was scheduled to throw the first pitch. And he was replaced by Michael Harris II and his father. Uh, I don't understand that. Like, uh, it doesn't really sound like the ideal Father's Day, in my opinion. Maybe they could have waited till after Father's Day to make this. But what do you guys think? Uh, look, I get it. It's a team. You got to do what you got to do. You're also in first place in your division with a, a good lead on the Mar- uh, on the Marlins. Did it really matter? <laughs> Would that extra day have killed you? Did whoever was whoever was replacing him? Were they going to be a factor that day? <laughs> it's it's you know I I understand that it's a business and whatnot, but it was such an unnecessary negative headline. Yeah, stay I, stay out of the stay out of the press. You know. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, like the time is just super incredible right there. I mean, it's kind yeah. of like you you really have to. Ah, it, not a good look for the Braves at that. I mean, like, come on. Yes, I mean, like that's said, not something their PR team could, you know, cover. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Braves, they just kind of really dropped the ball on that. And, like, Michael Harris, too, and his father got replaced for it. I, I love – Michael Harris, too, is probably my non one of my non-favorite Yankees right now, man. Still, no, though, it's just, exactly. it's just I, rough. I can't say the same thing about my team. So. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. But it's just rough. I mean, kind of sucks for Charlie, you know, and his dad. But mm, I guess that's that's the business. As we, I, as we I, I I think I think they could have gotten away with doing it, and I could have seen one of those things where if Charlie was playing that day, he probably hits a home run the same day he throws a pitch to his father. I could so see that. But ah, uh, what are you gonna do? You know, it's just it's just a bad mm. yeah, it's a bad headline. 
bad on the Braves part. Just just wrap the ball hard on that. I, I I noticed you did you did it, and I've heard basically everybody that talks about Michael Harris said, "Why does he the only guy that goes by Michael Harris too, not Michael Harris the second? Aside from RG three, anybody? No, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I don't know. Sounds sick. Harris, you know, I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna get roasted by the guys um, if they if they hear that. So no, Michael Harris the second. I'll say that. Uh, speaking of Michael Harris the second, he's on fire and is playing to his full potential finally after a cold start to the twenty twenty three season. Because I know you guys are just raving about him now. Yeah, uh, I, I love this kid. I mean, I was pretty high on him in the minors last year, and then he obviously had a great season last year uh winning rookie of the year i know rookie of the year um yeah i think he's like i forget the exact numbers but he's seen like 460 something in his last few uh games and guy's a gamer dude hits bombs steals bases most well last year he was on base a good amount of times hit 297 you know, top 15 MVP votes, like I said, rookie of the year. I think I think this kid's got it all, man. And he had, he had a pretty cold start to begin the year. He's on a stacked team. He's on a great team. He's on a winning ball club. God, it's, it's good to see him balling out again. I think he's one of the best young faces in the league, hands down. I agree. Moving on. Yeah. No, 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 no. Next topic. Because – uh. I gotta say it's well said. Shohei Otani, we gotta show some appreciation to him. He's clearly the AL MVP. No there's, argument I feel here. Like there's, there's no debate from that. No. Yeah, no, no argument here. Um, yeah, I really just wanted to talk about it because it's like, dude, just like you know, we we kind of dabbled into the Angels just before. God, man, if he leads them to the playoffs, dude, and just what he's doing, man, the guy is what he's leading the league in home runs. Or the AL at least leading the AL in home runs, RBIs, and then what? He's leading the AL in strikeouts, right? For pitching, yep. and like, dude, I, I, that's all I wanted to say. I'm like, come on, this guy's a beast, man. He's just sick. Uh, generational talent. He's doing things we've never seen before. So I'm pretty sure no one listening was alive during <laughs> Babe Ruth. I think he's doing things better than what Babe Ruth did. Despite winning World Series and stuff like that, he still has to catch catch him up there. Even as a Yankee fan, I'm saying that. But dude, if Otani can lead this Angels team to the playoffs, playoffs, maybe make a deep run if it gets that. You know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Like we just said, we talk about playoffs, we talk about practice, <laughs> but nah, man, I'm telling you, dude, Otani, generational talent. We, we just got we got we we, we got to worship this guy, man. It's just it's insane what he's doing. It's always yeah, I mean, you, you know. he lost today, but he went seven innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, two walks, 12 strikeouts. <laughs> I mean, dude's built different, and Dodgers went two nothing with six hits on the game. So, I mean, he's a beast. He's him. He's so good. It's, it's hard to even describe how good he is. Imagine peak Tom Brady. Who's also peak Ray Lewis? Yeah, it's it's not. It's unfair. Inconceivable, inconceivable, man. I guess it's easier in like basketball 
offense and defense. But like that's like yeah. Marty Brodor and Wayne Gretzky is in one. Yeah, exactly. It's insane, dude. You, you scored five goals. You scored five goals in the game, and you stopped forty-eight <laughs> shots. Like, come on! Unbelievable, and it's it's in every single game. Yeah. Every single time this guy plays, he's the first to do X since Y. It is insane, <laughs> man. He's so freaking good. So okay, freaking baby. good. And showtime. Like, yeah, and he's he's leading this team to potentially a wild card berth. And I mean, if he gets them over that hump, that playoff hump, that's a hey, more more married to him, man. He's just killing it. Hmm. That'd be huge for that franchise. All right, all right, all right. Uh, bigger bases equal to more stolen bases, as Estoril Ruiz and Ronald Acuna are already at thirty six and thirty, uh, thirty stolen bases respectively. Insanity. That's all we have to say. I mean, think about it. Like Acuna, man. Uh, you know, yeah, Acuna. Thirty stolen bases already. And it's not even all-star break yet, dude. That's in – I mean, obviously, we've seen more impressive numbers, and this is unfair to say, with Ricky Henderson, guys like that. But, like, you know, in recent years, before the bigger bases, stolen bases were kind of a little lackluster, you know? It was like guys were leading the league in stolen bases like 34. You know, I think Whit Merrifield led the AL in stolen bases with 34, like, five years ago or something like that. Cooney's at 30, dude. While being the NL MVP favorite right now on the best National League team in baseball. I just think it, it's great to have the art of the stolen base back into the game. Kind of talked about a little bit of Volpe just before. It's great, man. I love it. I think it's a great change for the game. I don't know how you guys feel, but if we can see Acuna maybe swipe 60 bags, 40 home runs, I'm all for it. That's sick. I love stolen bases. Always have. When I play MLB The Show, if you're on first base for me, you're going. Yeah. I, I don't look at speed, steal. You're going, dude. You're going. You're going. Get, put the skates on. Get on the horse. <laughs> I don't you know, care if Matt I, Scares I love... is on first base. You're seven. Yeah. Really. Oh, you're, you're going. You're Adam, going. Adam Dumb? Adam <laughs> Dumb? Rev up the engine, bro. You're going. <laughs> so I love stolen bases. It's why I like Tim Anderson so much, as I mentioned earlier. Look, bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. I'm all for it. You know, I'm so glad they did this it's safer. It makes the game more exciting. It's something in between pitches. And now with the the bigger bases, and not only the bigger bases, but the rule about the amount of pickoffs you have. There's so much there's so much going on with it. And, you know, we, we look at football, we look at hockey, we look at basketball. All we hear are how these guys are more athletic now than they used to be. And I look at highlights of Marquise Grissom or Harold Reynolds or Deion Sanders, some of these guys that used to play Major League Baseball, Dave Winfield. They used to play in Major League Baseball that were just like freaks of nature. And then I look at the guys now and I'm like, these guys aren't making these kinds of athletic defensive plays. These guys aren't making the same kinds of steals those dudes were making. There's no Ozzy Smiths now. And I'm glad the new rules about banning the shift and the new rules with the bigger bases, limiting pickoffs, 
it makes the game more exciting. It makes it a more easy watch from a, a fan, from a consumer perspective. And I'm glad to see where it's gone. And I think it's not just an aberration. I think next season and all the seasons after it, with these new rules in place, it's going to be a stolen base league. It's going to be yep. an athletic league again. Hmm. I agree. So, and it's great. It's, it's yeah. like eighties baseball, man. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. The guys you said, man, Winfield, Ozzie Smith, you know, like just electric, electric. Rock rains. Rock. Yeah. Rock, rock rains. Yep. Obviously man of steel. Hmm. But that's, yeah, that's man. where the best nicknames in sports, man. man of steel. Oh yeah. Such a sick name. All right, all right. Luis Arias. Now he's still racking it up. I know he went five for five the other day, if I'm correct. I don't know you have any Marlins hat. I see that. I got a little stats. I got some stats for you. I got some okay, stats for you. Hold on. I got to pull it up. I took a picture of it. Most five hit games in a single calendar month. George Sisler, the guy who had the single season hit record before Ichiro. Fun fact. Three in August of 1921. Ty Cobb, three in July of 1922. Dave Winfield, our guy, in June of 1984 had three. The Ruiz wow. Arias, three in June of 2023. And guys, yes. it's only the 22nd. He's oh, got he's got a couple of days. He's got eight days. Come on, Luis, get it. I love it. He's I awesome. love it. Dude, I love batting average. I don't think you guys understand. <laughs> I love batting average. I mean, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, batting. like, this whole, like, yeah, this that's whole, not ridiculous. This, that, the other, uh, Silver Surfer plus whatever these stats that they're throwing around now. Uh, dude, I, I don't like it. Make it easy. Batting average. Yeah. You know, we, we talk shooting yeah. percentages and completion percent. Batting average. I like I it. I mean, and Luis Arias, he shows up, bro, and he mashes. Line drive hitter. Forget a home run, bro. Oppo. Right in the gap. Love it. Exactly. Big Ichiro fan. Is yeah, I, mean, I mean, look at it this way. Like, you know, I think worldwide to any casual fan or even non-fans of baseball, I think the most popular statistic is the home run or the most excited stat or whatever for most people. Bad average is there on the triple crown for a reason, man. It's an important stat, you know. It's it really shows how much success you really do have at the plate most of the time, you know, when it's getting hits. And Arias just does that. He gets hits, whether they're extra base hits, singles. I don't care. Like you said, Dennis, this guy's just spraying him all over the chart, dude. He's awesome. If we can see a four hundred season in our lifetime, I'm for it. And he's the kid to do it, man. Yeah, like I said, you know, Dennis, I gotta say. You know, like that's not, you know, it's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous to say that in terms of having average, you know, average is the most important thing you get, you got to look for, you know, because it obviously determines that you are a good hitter. You're going to want a player that's going to be batting. It's great when you get a hitter that's hitting like 270, 280, 300, 400. Jesus, that's something you're talking about, like from back in the day, back in the heyday, way before even our freaking grandparents were born. Let's. Hasn't since, been yeah. done since Ted freaking Williams. Yeah. And Insane. I saw, you know, I saw Arias play. Um, I saw him twice on an opening series against the Mets. So when I was looking back, I'm like, did I see him play? And like, I, I did watch him play in person. 
So I thought that I got to give credit. I think it's pretty cool. Wait, buddy, you saw the Marlins play? Dude, I, yeah, I okay. have to. I have to put money on them to win this, the World Series this year. Uh, the, the, yeah. buddy curse, uh, the buddy curse and the Florida. Florida having a sports moment right now. I wouldn't say it's a curse, the though. The Panthers. I mean, could you say it's a curse? I don't really think you could really say it's a curse. Well, there's some voodoo. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's some, some good voodoo. There's, there's, some, there's some... I wouldn't say that. There's some, there's some good... I wouldn't say that. I don't want to say that. I would say it's some good karma. Because I... So there's for some reason... Or um, I'll say I'll say the buddy magic. So Nick, I don't know if we ever told you this. The buddy effect, I like that. The buddy. <laughs> no, I should not. I like the but I like the buddy magic better. Um, whenever I've gone see a team, like whether it's I mean, for some reason, like my my the buddy magic or the buddy effect, it Six doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work on Mets or my favorite teams for some reason. But whenever I've seen a team, so for instance, I saw the Mets play the Nationals maybe like four or five times in 2019. That year they won the World Series. I kind of see where this is going here, but keep going. In 2021, I saw the Yankees. No, I saw the Mets play the Braves a lot. I saw them play a lot too. It doesn't even need to be played a lot. Like I don't need to see a team be played multiple times. Last year, Astros uh, Yankees. All right, Astros Yankees. Brandon, before you continue, can you please go to any Met Yankee game, please? Just I did. La- I did last year actually, and no, it, like it doesn't work on New York teams. I'm sorry, oh, it work not on even New my York. teams. Oh, okay. I, unfortunately, it doesn't. Not. Uh, I'm not saying. Excuse me. I'm not saying that if I go to uh, say like I go to a Jet Giant, like to say I go to Jet Giants this year, I don't think say like my match. <laughs> The effect, I don't think like if I go, they're not they're all automatically not gonna win. It's not gonna happen. With Drake, people thought that Drake was cur- had a curse. But oh, yeah. I forgot some team broke it though. And I think he Drake actually recently put a team I think he bet on the Nuggets to win it actually, and they actually won it. So shoot. Wasn't the Raptors in 2019? Because I know it was a big Toronto guy. Yeah. He's a huge Toronto oh, guy, yeah. But it was also it was also against Steph Curry who he worships. So I don't know. Yeah, he he's kind of a bandwagoner, yeah. <laughs> but um so I think so. Um so yeah, I did see the Marlins play and uh whether they win it, that's interesting to to note. We uh hey, I'm not against it. I, I mean if there's an NL East team that I kinda I kinda mess with, I kinda like. It's probably the Marlins. What about you, what about your Mets? Colleagues. What about the Mets? Oh, dude, Mets. Uh, okay, see, okay, you okay. know, here's something. I see I how wanna, I remember that. I want to like the Mets, but I don't like their attitude towards Yankees fans. Exactly. What are you trying exactly. to say? That's what, it. what are you trying I to say? No, sure, sir. No, Brandon, Brandon, you're a genteel. I have nothing but love for the Yeah, no. There's a lot of. Listen, and Yankee it, fans talk a lot of smack, too, but I think me and Dennis, we kind of fall into that category of like, Sane, chill Yankee fans, you know, same Yankee fans are like, We want Boston, we want Boston, then we get creamed by Boston, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Wait, did I ever tell you this story? A lot of Mets fans talk yeah. a lot of smack me when I'm trying to be like, Yeah, we do, I we Scherzer. do. I'll admit sometimes I, you know, I can't be a hypocrite. I, you know, here's the line that I've noticed over the years the majority of Yankees fans I know will root for the Mets to win or want to see them do really? well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't see I it. That's close. not. That's not what I see. Not I a mean, single Met fan I know. Who's the Mets fan? I, I don't know. Aside what, from, I don't know. Aside from maybe Branton, not a single Met fan I know would root for the Yankees. 
my cousin, the my cousin openly rooted for the Astros over the Yankees. Yeah, he said, like, they're a bunch of cheaters. And he said, I'm not proud of it. So that was just, that's, that's, that's what he I don't say I would I'm necessarily. I don't like, know if I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know if I would necessarily. I don't know. I'm not saying I would root against them. I'm not saying I just wouldn't have anything. I don't know. I'm not going to openly say it on the uh, on the show, but um, I would say I like all I got to say is I like Aaron Judge. I like him a lot. Right. He's a good, genuine person. Like, and I, whether he's a Yankee, or he's a Red Sox, he's a Brave, he's a Marlin. I think he's just a great, genuine player, and he's insane. He's the Derek Jeter of the next generation. Like how we had Derek Jeter, that's who kids growing up to seeing Aaron Judge, and just he's just a remarkable player, great guy. You know, great story, just nice guy. I, I got nothing but good things to say about Aaron Judge. So I'll say that. Oh, he, I like Garrett Cole. I, you know, yeah, you know. And dude, I, I was hesitant at Garrett Cole. I own yeah, a Piazza jersey because I go to Mets games, so I'm like, all right, I need something. Yeah, I have a, I have a Babe Ruth jersey. I'm probably gonna wear it because uh, the people I go with, like, they're good, respectable uh, Yankee people. Yankee people. Plus, I don't. I'm gonna be in the bleachers, so I kind of want to be incognito. I kind of don't want to. You know me, Dennis. You know I when yeah. I go to games. You know I don't try to openly uh, don't try to show my Mets fandom in Yankee Stadium. That's not the best idea. No. Nothing boils my blood more than somebody wearing a jersey that has nothing to do with the game. Dude, I went to. If, dude, if you're like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if you're yeah. watching like a Pirates Mets game at City Field and you show up wearing a Steelers jersey, I'm cool with it. Pittsburgh, okay, fine. But if you show up to a Pirates Mets jersey and you show up. Wearing a Ken Griffey Jr. jersey, I gotta look at you like you're a. It's actually funny you you saying that because I was actually <laughs> just looking at Ken Griffey's stats. I don't know what made me think. Oh, of really? Him. I don't know what made I don't know what made me, made me think of him. I was just looking at his stats because I, I was just curious to see from baseball reference. Um, one time when I went to the Yankees, the the game we went to last year with with, with everybody with Sean and everybody. The haircut um, game. The hair, yeah, the haircut game. <laughs> and there was a fan that noticed I was. Because there was a guy behind me. He had a Mets hat on. And I was saying, oh, the Mets won. you know. And then I don't know if that's what caught it. But I remember the, the fan the guy was yelling at me. He's like, he was like all the way from like maybe like 10 rows back, 15. He was far behind me. Like, how do you notice me? Like, like what, are you, what are you doing? The game, the game's that way, bro. Like, you know, I'm not. Were you, you wearing know. a Ruth shirt? I was wearing my Ruth jersey. Ruth yeah, I was wearing yeah. my Ruth jersey. And he's like, you a Mets fan? And I'm like, I didn't say anything. I was like, I could be. My nine. He's like, didn't. <laughs> It's like giving me the dirty bird. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm, like, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I hurt you. I mean, you know. And he's like, we'll see you next Tuesday. And I'm like, okay. Because that was the Mets Subway Series at Yankee City. I, I didn't go. Um, it's actually sick. I had a lot going on, so I, I couldn't really go. But, um, you know, he's like, I'll see you next week. And I'm like, I'm like okay. Nice knowing you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, uh, but, um, I went to the Yankees-Padres you know. game I talked about back uh, May 21st. And, dude, like, so I'm in the Bleacher Creatures in right field, and my buddies go use the bathroom or whatever. So our two seats are open, and this kid walks down. It's a Yankees-Padres game. He walks down wearing a Cabrian Hayes Pirates jersey, and he sits down next to me. I'm like, he looks at me like, is this suit taken? I'm like, like, yeah, it's taken. I'm like, and I'm like, why? What are you wearing? He's like, oh, my bad, bro, my bad. I'll see you later. Like, you can tell this kid was had a few drinks that I was just dying. I'm like, Cabrian Hayes. Love the guy. Is it a Charlie Hayes reference? I don't know, but uh, whatever. Okay. All yeah, right. right. 
where does the son of fit into it? That there we go. Yeah, is yeah. O'Neill Cruz jersey acceptable because he's named after Paul O'Neill? Second Paul O'Neill mention of the show today. That's yeah. yeah. Before we get back into before we get back into the show, um, I just I, I remember that night we went to the game, sat on the bleachers. It was insane. There was a fight. It was insane. I, it just came out of nowhere. And then I literally, I think that fight. I don't know what happened. It was it was huge. It was Everyone was like, I think everybody in the stadium was watching. That's all. Like, because dude, we it got the Yankees a triple. You remember that? Right? Yeah, they got the Yankees. Dude, 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 who was it? Who yeah, was that's it? what I was gonna say. I was forgot who Manny got Margot? the triple. Was it Manny? It was Margot somebody who got the triple. I gotta look it up. Manny Margot Wait, got we, distracted we, by the fight, <laughs> and that's what led to a Yankees triple. Is that what happened? Over at, yes, he looked over at the fight, and that's what the Yankees got a triple because he wasn't paying attention. Yeah, no, insane. I remember that. It, it was, was insane. insane. It really was as oh a, as a meth fan, I have to say it. That was that was an insane night at, at in in the bleacher section. I mean, like I said, I'm you know everyone. Whenever you go to the bleachers, remember play um, obeyed by the guidelines and the safety. You know, don't be starting yeah, fights. But like, that was. That was no. I'm just saying. Like, I just, I just think it was crazy seeing all that go down. It was, that was, <laughs> that was insane. I just, yeah. And, and I remember, like, if the whole stadium was watching, like, because that's how yeah. big the fight was. It broke, it broke up, luckily. But I remember, because oh, yeah. yeah, like, and then I remember, like, whoever that was got the triple, and everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, like everyone's always shocked, and then they get the triple. Everyone's like. Oh. Was it IKF? That, and then was it IKF? Who hit the? Triple? It had to be IKF. I'll, I'll look it up. Trevino or was it Jose Trevino? Maybe? No, it was definitely not Trevino. It had to be IKF. I don't think Trevino would have got a triple. Maybe he got distracted. <laughs> but um, I remember, was, and then Nick, I saw a kid get a haircut in the bleacher section. Same game. It was the most random Same thing. Same game. That's a lot. I, think the he, I think it was Same like game. a. I think it was like an influencer from another country or something. And he was in. I don't know. It was. It was just weird. Yeah, it was same game too. And then, yeah, no joke. I don't know. I, he was something because they, I just, they just don't do that out of nowhere. I don't even know how they would have got in with that. That's not, that's not good. Well, you remember the kid got detained from the security, and he, they let him back. They let yeah, him back to his seat, and he was just telling everybody, he's like, they just wanted to know how I snuck it past security, how I that's snuck crazy. past the Clippers and the the apron. I guess the kid was going to school to be a barber or something. I don't know. I didn't ask. I should have. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. They need <laughs> to see the security. They need to tighten security. Needs to tighten them up more. Or else I'm gonna, you know, they're gonna be, or else they're not gonna be getting, hair, you know, that profit of haircuts from that kid. <laughs> Why? Um, and yeah, that was, yeah, there's something. Yeah, no, was, but yeah, but anyways, um, <laughs> so we talked about um one last thing before um. We talk about the All Star voting ballot. Um, James Paxson joined a career revival season. Good for him. Oh, I, I know gotta, he was a former Yankee, right? I gotta look this up. I haven't really checked his stats. This is Yankee. another. I, I only know this because I picked him up in fantasy and I Ooh. picked him up as a streamer. But man, dude, he's three and one this year. Seven three twenty nine ERA, fifty one strikeouts to only eleven walks. 1.070 whip. I mean, he's 34 years old. Boston's still kind of in the running a little bit here for a playoff spot. You know, look, dude, 51 strikeouts and 38 innings pitched, man. He's always been a big strikeout guy. I mean, check the numbers real quick. I think he's registered like seven plus strikeouts in most of his starts this year. He's 
He's sick. I love the Big Maple. He was always one of my favorite pitchers. I was hyped when he came to uh, the Yankees. But, yeah, man, nine strikeouts in his debut this year. Then eight, nine, eight. He's only had below seven strikeouts twice this year in seven starts. Good for James Paxton. Love James I liked, Paxton. I like James Paxton when he was with the Yankees. Just didn't work out. A lot of injuries, whatever, man. God bless. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. Mm. All, pr- pretty underrated 2019 season at that, though. I agree. I agree. But he was with the, the Mariners. He had two complete games, which led the league one year. Yeah. I just saw it. Hold on. 2018, the year before he went to the Yankees. Yeah. He was good with the Yankees. He was a good Yankee. He was a good yeah. Yankee. 15 was... 6, 3 TRA, 100 strikeouts. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? I'm sure he was about a good what? Yankee. He wasn't. I, I, I think. I think he. He was like he wasn't a great Yankee. He wasn't Bernie Williams, but I mean, like <laughs> he, he was a good. Yeah, he I mean, Andy Pettit, but... when he was in the pinstripes before the injury, I love James Paxton. I was like, yo, this guy's sick. Yeah, every, he had some good well, moments. Yeah, yeah. every game I watched, I'm like, yeah. this guy's sick. This guy's a this guy's a good pitcher. It's good, he's finding life. Guy. Yeah. lefty Canadian. What's not the love? Yeah, there you go. I'm glad. I'm glad he's finding life now with the. Um... You know, I wish it was for any other part. team, but hey, James I Paxton died. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, yo. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, no, I'm glad uh, he's got success. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, all star. Hmm. Now, I I all I guess for. I'll go first. So Dude, now, I, I got my list up. So I got my list ready to go. For some AL reason, first, then NL, then we'll. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. do it. You know. Um, for some reason, oh didn't let me do pitching. Yeah. Oh yeah, you. Uh, it never does. The uh, coaches picked that. Yeah. Really. Yep. Mm, that's interesting. Um. So for my American League, for my first baseman, I have Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Okay. All right. That's that's not who I have. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, we all think differently. You know, I got Whitty Merrifield. I For just, second him, base? <gasps> wow. That's a hot take. You can say, you take, can say what you want. Hey, you, you can say what you want. You can say what you, you want. Man. Hey, I, I'm my own man. I can, I'm my own analyst. <laughs> uh, For third base, I got Jose Ramirez. Good pick. Right, that is a good pick. Okay, there you go. I redeem myself. This is the pick. Right? Uh, every pick's good. Every pick's been good. For a shortstop, I got Bo Bichette. Because I just like the average, and when I saw him play against the Mets, I just liked. Very good. I pick. just like what he was playing. For catcher, I just I just went with Salvador Perez. Yeah, it's a great pick too. Yeah, you can't go wrong. He's been dominating at catcher for the Royals Royals for a very long time. You know, as much as he was, you know, when he played against the Met, against the Mets in 2015, I still got respect for him. Uh, for outfield, I got Yodan Alvarez. Of course, yeah, yeah, gotta have it. And then um, for the outf, yeah, that's for the outfield. And then I got Randy Rosarina, and I got you know the Yankee himself, Aaron Judge. As much as he was hurt, he was still dom. He was still dominating and insane. Uh, before he got hurt, and um, yeah, Who's your and obviously, for, you you guys are gonna like this. Do you know who it is? Otani. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. Can't go wrong with that, you know. 
And so that's for the American League. Um, and we'll discuss everything, but I, right, I want us to get all our picks just because our reactions right now are, you know, I want to see. So, Nick, I want you to go. Who do you got for the AL? All right. So for, <clears throat> for the American League at first base, call me a homer, but the stats don't lie. That's I went Anthony Rizzo Stop. at first base. I went Anthony Rizzo first. Second base, I went my boy Marcus Semyon. Me Got too. Guys going nuts. That's a good one, I know he's been going off for um... – Third base, okay. I went Jose Ramirez. Good pick. Good Shortstop, Bobichet was a great pick. I was torn between him, but, man, this dude's slash line is just insane. Went Corey Seager. He is having mm. a monster year. Bad, it's, not ridiculous. it's not ridiculous to say that. No. 1.081 OPS. I know he was a little hurt, but, dude, he's crushing. Yeah. And catcher, I'm very jealous that this team has him. Salvador Perez was a great pick. I was torn between him as well. But I went to Adley. Adley Rushman. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> I think, I think this kid's going to be a future MVP. Uh, he's sick, man. He's sick. Oh, this is the guy from the Orioles, right? That could, yeah. The prospect just got called yeah. up. Okay. He's sick. Outfield, okay. Brandon. And designated hitter, I'm right there with you. I went Alvarez, a Rosarina, Judge, and Otani. I agree nice. with all, both of you guys on those four. All right, first baseman and DH from the Cleveland Guardians, Josh Naylor. What's up? Okay. What's up? Um, and and, and you should come Josh off of Rizzo. Naylor. Dude, Rizzo, had, Rizzo basically was unplayable for three weeks. He was, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's still got some of the best numbers among American League first baseman, man. The RBIs that that Naylor has is ridiculous. Second base, I went, I went Marcus Semien. Yeah, Semien. I forget who second place was for me, but it was Marcus Semien. This one, not only did I have to deliberate, I went to baseball reference and did the player comparison to make sure I got it right. Bo Bichette over Corey Seager. I would really stood out to me was Bo Bichette is leading the league in games played with 75. Corey Seager has only played in 42. So his ridiculous OPS plus and batting average to me kind of gets watered down from that. You know, if you play 30 more games, actually 33 more games, is that going to be the same? Doubtful. So I just kind of thought that that was a good line of delineation, better defensive numbers for Bichette as well. Outfield, yeah. From here on out, we're, we're exactly the same, Nick. Jordan, Randy, Aaron Judge, Adley at catcher, Otani at DH. So, mm, nice. Okay. Should I, should I kick off the National League? Do it. We'll do some. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear it. Repres- uh, representing the New York Mets, he was hurt for 11 or missed 10 games, 10 days, whatever. Pete Alonzo, polar bear. Pete, welcome to the National League All-Star team. That's a great pick. Second great base, pick. second base, Luis Arias, Mr. 400. Yeah. I like not it. Even, not even a debate. Third base, this is going to be a shocker. Ryan McMahon of the Colorado Rockies. Offensively, I think he's comparable to Aaron Adam. Defensively, he's had a better season. Went with uh, Ryan McMahon. Shortstop from the Reds, Matt McClain. That's a good pick. And then outfield, I blew it. I blew it. I should have went with um, Acuna instead of uh, this pick. Uh, Corbin Carroll was my first pick. Wait, whoa. Wait, what do you, what do you mean you should have went wait for your first pick? What do you mean? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I oh, have, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't yeah. mean the same. I'm still in right. the order I have 
I picked him. And I should have went with Acuna over Corbin Carroll. Nick Castellanos, I've been covering the Phillies all year for the Eastern Observer. Nick Castellanos is like a beast. He's dragged this team through some rough times. I was torn between him. I was thinking of putting him in there, yeah. Juan Soto, the Padres, slow start, but he's been unreal the past month and a half. Catcher, I voted. I, I'm, I want to put this in as this is a heart pick. Not a hard, a heart pick. It should be Sean Murphy. I went with Jan Gomes. The fact that he's this what? age and having like one of the best seasons of his career, I got it. I got to throw. I got to show some love. Got to show some respect to Jan. I respect Gomes. it. And then the DH point. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon for me. I didn't, well, I didn't see any like that. And none of the National League DHs blew me away. I thought it was all close. I went with Andrew McCutcheon. All right. So for my National League infield, first base. Guy's just one of the best hitters year in, year out. Freddie Freeman, you know, he's batting 324, 957 OPS. Guy's stuck. We already know this. Second base, our boy, Luis Reyes. There's no way I don't pick if you're hitting close to 400. If you're hitting close to 400, you're automatically. Third base, Nolan Arenado. I mean, 15 bombs, 800 OPS, 271 batting average. Platinum glove, come on, I guess sick. For short, shortstop was a little tough for me, man. Uh, I didn't realize how kind of uh, the National Can't League uh, shortstop is kind of it's kind of watered down a little bit. But uh, it's kind of a hot hot take. But I just chose him because he's batting three forty one. He's on the best team in the National League. I went with Arcea. Shortstop for the Braves. Thought he was having a quiet. Yeah, thought he was having a quiet year. And then another Braves pick. My catcher, Sean Murphy. Guys, two eighty, spent two eighty seven, nine twenty OPS. Jan Gomes wasn't tugging on your heartstrings. Nah, not 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 not, not uh, in the All Star vote. No, but I am happy for him. Definitely happy for him. Uh, and then my outfield was Acuna. Come on, he's gonna he's of course. the MVP favorite. Of course. The rookie, Corbin Carroll. You can't. I, I don't care. He's a rookie. I, I don't care. The, there should be no debate. The kid's sick. He's batting 300, 964 OPS, 16, 16 bombs, four year ribbies. And then my boy, my favorite non-Yankee, saw him live earlier this year. Juan Soto, baby. He's one of the best hitters in this league right now. Will be for a long time. 902 OPS, 13 bombs, 37 ribbies. My DH, I I was I was just looking for power here. He's got a whopping 21 home runs. Marlin, Jorge Soler, man, this guy is nuking this year. He's got wow. tremendous power. Should be great for the All Star game. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. I'm not liking my National League. I don't feel like it's really as diverse as I thought it would be. Um, uh, it's a little bit, some of it's a little biased. Some of it's not. Um, obviously, first base, I got Pete Alonso. So why not? Yeah, good pick. Um, if not, I would have put Freddie Freeman. That's how or, it was between those two for me. Right. Um, if I had to go back. But no, I'll still put Pete. Pete's staying there. Um, second base... Luis Arias, you know, that's the guy, you know, that's no debate there. Third base, I put Brett Brady. 
maybe that's you know, a, that's a homer pick if I seen one. That's insane. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like I said, like look, looking back, I would I would have changed it. I would have changed it. Maybe Arenado or something. But hey, you know what? I like the kid. Maybe he's not an all-star now, but he's got potential in the future. Oh, yeah, no, he, he, he'll be an all-star. Is this the 2026 all-star ballot, buddy? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Damn, I see how it is. Yeah, Brett sure. Beatty! <laughs> I save it for later. Now, for shortstop, I got... Uh, no, no. That, that you got to give me some credit for that. What? <laughs> Jose Reyes? I met Rosario. No, no. Oh, yeah. You guys thought I was serious, too. Uh, no, I got uh, um, from the Braves, um, Arcia. Orla- yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah. yeah he's he's hitting 341. How do, you not, how do you not hit put him in there? Now, for catcher, I put Francisco Alvarez. To me, I think he's played great defensively. He's. His average could be a little better, but he's made an impact from the Mets. Like I've I've seen, especially covering him. Like you know, watching the games, watching the highlights. He's been all over the place, especially as a catcher. He's been making, he's been tagging out runners. He's been doing great, in my opinion. And you know, hopefully, he keeps developing. Now for the outfield, I have Acuna, I have Mookie Betts, and then I have Brandon. I have Brandon Nimmo because Brandon Nimmo has he has carried the Mets low. Yeah, I have Nimmo. Yes, I have Brandon Nimmo. That's crazy. That, that, that's y'all put Anthony Rizzo in there. I didn't put uh, Anthony Rizzo. I, I mean, yeah, that's I insane to me too. Rizzo's some of the best first baseman numbers this year. So I, I think Nimmo Nimmo's defense and has been overlooked, and his offense is, is there. He was sitting like over three, you know, three hundred, like in the beginning of the season. It's kind of dipped down a little bit, but his defense should not be overlooked. I now, like I do like for designated hitter, I put Joey Manessis. Okay, that's a good pick. So, like I said, it, the ballot was kind of filled a lot by a lot of NL East players. Could be a little different, but then again, there will be more players to come. But I just feel like I just I would change up a little bit if I could. But that's what I had nationally. I don't, you know, I don't regret anything. Boom. Oh. So right, those are our star picks. Any um now if you guys now quickly though, if you had to pick a pitcher, who do you think should start for both AL and, and NL? Garrett Cole. Yeah, Cole's definitely up there. Um Shane McClanahan, Tampa Bay. He's been Don't forget about it. Otani, I know he's Evaldi. considered DH, but I mean he's been Really good too, pitching wise. Um, and then for the NL, I mean, there's Spencer Strider, kid's a beast. Um, the the Braves just got everything right right now. They just got everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, no, but but good yeah, for I'd them. Go Cole. Good I mean, Cole's just a gamer. He's great for the uh, all star type vibe. Yeah, I mean, what, it's five, right? Um, yeah, five, so. Edu- I'd go Eduardo Rodriguez, Garrett Cole, um, Evaldi. I was thinking to myself, like, I just said his name, and I forget who he is already. McClanahan. And um, are we really missing anybody? Oh, Zach Eflin from the oh, Rays. Yeah, having a great season. Yeah, National League. Um, 
Glenn, uh, Kershaw. I'll go. Um, Braxton Garrett's had a pretty good season, but I don't know if he would start. Spencer Strider, definitely. Um, trying to think of who else is in that rotation. Man, I don't know. Maybe Strowman. Strowman, Smiley. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Somebody from the Brewers, they're probably okay this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. I'm definitely missing some guys. Um, maybe uh, Jesus Lazardo. He's had a good season. Yeah, Lazardo's been good. So nobody from yeah, the Yeah, so I think my five from the American League, like solidified, because I only said three. It's McClanahan, Cole, Framber Valdez is uh he's been killing it. Avaldi, so that's what that's four. Gosman's having a nice year. Yeah, I probably gotta go Gosman as my five. Gosman's been nice. Erod's having a great year, man. Yeah, yeah, Erod is too. Erod is definitely up there. I like that Wells kid. Shout out Tyler Wells from Baltimore. For the NL, probably got to be Kershaw, Strowman, hmm. Strider, obviously. Uh, oh, Zach Gallen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zach yeah, 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 yeah. He's Zach been Gallen, he's been having a good one. I think that's four for me. And then – a little under the radar year. Yeah, Wells has been good. Wells has been – I know it's AL. But uh, Logan Webb. Logan oh, Webb's yeah. been pretty solid. That kid I love. He's got what? 311 ERA, already 96 Ks. Kid's a gamer. On a hot Giants team right now. Yeah. All right. What about, what about you, Brandon? Um, That I'm going to have to get back to you on because i got to settle more <laughs> I know at the start I would have Cole. Valdez should be definitely in consideration. Um, but that's um I gotta think more for the NL. I don't know if I want Strider. Because I know he's not I know the Mets rock him and they do. Yeah, but dude, they own him. They do own him. That's nuts. <laughs> like yeah. he's good against everybody else, and the second he goes to City Field, he just turns into May. <laughs> Um, well, I guess it really covers all the bad and chatting. Uh, what do you guys think? I think we, we did a great job. I See you so, next week. Shaka. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tune, tuning in to Bad and Chatting, episode six here in the Eastern Observer. Obviously, my name is Brandon Gerard Natale. Here are my two good buddies, Nicholas A. File and Dennis Tui. Thank you, everybody, and I hope everybody has a great night, and we see you next week. See you later. See you next week. <laughs>